In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for mothers. Thank God for mothers, grandmothers, godmothers, all of those maternal matrons who teach us good habits. Good habits for our health, safety, and well-being in life. Since we can remember, our mothers have been telling us, wash your hands, finish your plate, take your vitamins, fasten your seatbelt, keep your hands to yourself, treat others like you would like to be treated. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it. Indeed, mom's words and example have shown us the right way. The right way to care for our body and to lead a moral life in society for the good of our neighbor and the common good of the whole. Now, just as moms teach us how to be civilized in life, so also do we need mother's help to understand what we need to do for salvation, eternal salvation in heaven. Truly, the purpose of life is not simply to be healthy, nor to survive, because even the most healthy among us will die one day. The one and only purpose of this life on earth is to merit salvation in the eternal life of heaven. That's the highest priority, and that's what today's Feast of the Immaculate Conception is all about. Unfortunately, our priorities are all too often upside down. We give precedence to health of body over health of soul. And this all began when Eve, the first mother of the human race, ate the forbidden fruit and committed the original sin. Adam and Eve gave priority to health of body and to vanity of mind over obedience to God, which must come first for the good of the soul. And because of these upside-down priorities of our first parents, disobedience to God brought the body sickness and death, while the mind is plagued with ignorance and blindness. And worst of all, every child born into the world inherits this original sin and is deprived of eternal salvation before baptism. However, the all-merciful God, our Father, He promised to send a Savior, a Savior who would restore the grace of eternal salvation, a Savior to correct Eve's mistaken priorities, a Savior to heal our sickly souls back to good spiritual health. But to be one of us, the Savior had to come from a mother. And the divine dignity of the Son required the most perfect mother, because nothing impure, nothing sinful could ever touch God. Satan could in no way prevail over the mother who bore the divine word of God made flesh within her body for nine months. And so from all eternity, God the Father planned ahead. God made it a priority, a priority to preserve from every sin the mother of his divine son on earth. And he did so for the mother in anticipated view of the son's sacrifice on the cross, as today's colic prayer tells us. God preserved the mother. He created her immaculate and full of every grace. And he did so in anticipation of the son's sacrifice on the cross. So Jesus Christ is Mary's son, and he is also Mary's savior, just as he is our savior as well. 
Because Mary is the first to be redeemed. She is our motherly model. She is our guide for our salvation in Christ her Son. Unlike Eve, who wished to make her body and ego her highest priority, Mary's one and only priority as mother is to bring us to Jesus. Jesus, her Savior, and ours. This is why we pray in the consecration prayer at the end of this Mass. O Mary, purify us, correct us, guide us, pray for us, and protect us. We are asking for the help we need to follow in Mary's footsteps. The help to avoid those erroneous priorities of our fallen mother Eve. Now to give priority to the salvation of our soul, we must avoid two extremes. Our body is not to be neglected, because God has created our body to be the living temple of His grace within us. Thus the body deserves due reverence, so that we take reasonable steps to keep ourselves healthy. And this will make it possible for us to continue our Catholic duties of loving God and neighbor. But our body must submit to the spiritual priorities of the virtue of temperance. Temperance to control and develop our eating and drinking habits. Temperance in view of our eternal priority, our salvation. And beyond good nutrition, we need to consider our, our attitude toward medical health. Those who neglect chronic health conditions suffer terrible consequences. So properly treating sicknesses is a grave moral responsibility. The soul is not opposed to the good of our body, but actually our soul is our body's best keeper. And if we neglect the soul, then it is the body which will suffer. Now, on the other extreme, just as we must not neglect our body, we must avoid an obsession with personal health. That we have a cultural fixa fixation with health is beyond dispute today. Our, our media has been flooded for many months with all sorts of endless and sometimes hysterical reports about the virus. We all know people who have had the virus. Perhaps we even sadly know someone who may have died from it. May they rest in peace. However, we witness in today's society a hypochondria and medical hysteria which have their roots ultimately in spiritual indifferentism and even in atheism. We have replaced, God bless you, with increasingly common, be safe. We've tipped the balance in favor of godlessness. So to act as children of Mary Immaculate, to keep the proper Catholic balance between these two extremes, which either overlook the body or overemphasize the body, we should develop a thoughtful, personal, healthcare philosophy within the context of sound Catholic medical ethics. And it may be helpful to discuss that personalized medical philosophy periodically with our family members, so that they all understand our wishes in case we suddenly become sick. Today's feast reminds us that God has given great dignity to the human body. And because of that eternal salvation, which God has promised us in heaven, we must not live in fear. His divine Son, He became flesh in the womb of a mother. 
And God has preserved this mother from every stain of sin. And he has made of her an immaculate temple of every grace. Because of her immaculate conception, Mary was taken up body and soul into heaven. And there where the mother has gone, the children are sure to follow. So despite all of the many ways that the devil is trying to disfigure God's plan for the human body, that body created in his own divine image and likeness, the immaculate conception proves that the demonic power is already broken. Mary Immaculate gives us hope. Just as she was the first of the saved to follow Christ, her son, with her body and soul to heaven, like Mary, we too can be made worthy to be admitted to heaven with our soul, but also with our body. Our body is meant to rise again from the dead in the general resurrection on the last day. So God has made Mary Immaculate a pledge and a guarantee that he will make good on the promises he has made to all of us. And so to be worthy of this eternal salvation, made possible to us by Christ our Savior, let us imitate our mother. Let us give more time to God. Let us use our bodies to glorify God like Mary did. By giving more time to God, by making every effort to prioritize our spiritual Advent duties. That means coming to Mass and going to confession, and even making special arrangements if we have to. It will be well worth the sacrifice, and your priests stand by ready to help. This upcoming Feast of Christmas is a time for gestures of kindness and courtesy, the time to settle differences with our neighbor by acts of charity and mercy for the love of our Lord. In doing so, we will thus be honoring our mothers, grandmothers, and godmothers. And we will not be giving in to mindless fear. We will simply be following our mother's advice. And most importantly, we will be pleasing to that mother who is the mother of our Savior and the mother of our salvation. Matus Salvatoris, ora pro nobis. Amen. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.